What's going on, everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Brother Ben, the Rocks for Rock and Metal Thrive. Happy, happy Tuesday to you all. It is November 2nd? How in the blue fuck did that happen? How did we go from, like, pandemic to, like, 2020 being, like, this wacky year to 2021 now almost being over? We've been going to too many concerts, people. We love it. Before we jump into this episode with... A guess that you will have to just listen to the whole entire thing because this episode is incredible. I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Concerts, yeah, we're still going to them every chance we get. Mosh pits, you know I'm not jumping on I mean, hell, I broke my finger in a mosh pit and then continued to mosh the whole entire time. Yes, I wrapped it up to make sure it wouldn't you know, get too bad, but I still mosh the whole entire time. I don't want to stop. I can't stop, but I'm able to do that. I need to make sure my fitness level is on point. Go to the gym, lift them weights, do that cardio like crazy. But I need to be able to recover as well. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many different supplements to help make your workouts the best possible and help you recover right. They have different things such as pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free, creatines, proteins, AM, PM, and after-workout proteins, BCAA recovery compounds, uh, multivitamins, and more. You can check out all that at fnxfit.com. Link description below. Use the code MSOTD at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. But now, you guys know, I usually interview bands on this podcast. But this time we go a little different. We interview someone who is TikTok famous. Yes, yes, we do. So, Erica, Leanne, from Mosh Talk. Yes, Mosh Talk. Incredible person, not going to lie. And what we have here is an incredible episode to figure out how she used her love for rock and metal to create an environment on TikTok called Mosh Talk with a bunch of different creators to show rock and metal to many more people and become one of the premier rock and metal places on TikTok. We talk about that, how she got into the music about the music we all love. You get to know a lot more about Erica as a person and you get to know about her on TikTok as well, where she wants to go in life with it, how she's gonna get there and we motivate her and you to all hell in order to go after your dreams, especially when it comes to music because well, that's what we're doing. That's what Erica's doing. That's what we want you to do as well. If that's what you want, that's the key. So sit back, relax. Please welcome Erica. Mosh Talker. Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready? Because this was easily one of my most enjoyable and favorite conversations I've ever had with somebody on the podcast. Enough with me talking. Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. You know me. I love to interview bands. I love to interview all these people that are really bringing the rock and metal scene up for all these different people, whether you're old, new, young, whatever it might be, but never had like a social media personality on here before, but that changes today. Thank you to our friend, I believe it was Julian Parnell, aka the head metal joker, who during a live stream, I think was talking about her, and all of a sudden, boom, she joined the live stream, we had a good time, and all of a sudden, boom, now we're doing a podcast, creator of Mashak on TikTok. She has almost 300,000 followers to this day, over 4 million likes, and Everyone for TikToks looked on average between 30 and 40,000 views. So she's really making, you know, rock and metal today. Something awesome on TikTok. So please welcome Erica Leanne. So Erica, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, how are you today? I am doing great. How are you? You know what? 
It's a little, little stressful on my end today, but now I'm doing fan diddly tastic mostly because every time I do a podcast, like, okay, even if my energy is really down low to start out, all of a sudden, like, we get it started, I'm just like, okay, here we go. Woo! Right. It's also the beginning of the week, so you have plenty yeah. of time. I got plenty of time to get, you know, motivated, you know, of course, you know, there's probably some sort of live show I could go probably see like tomorrow or the next day. I mean, I don't think I want to wait till Saturday anymore. I got to go see something, get in a mosh pit, go crazy. Well, not, I'm, I'm really, I'm feeling really bored today. Yeah. You know, what's at the forge? What, what's at the, uh, Brave Eagles club or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I won't be surprised on a Thursday. Like let's, what's, what's, what's at the forge down in uh, Joliet. Oh, it's a two hour drive for me. <sighs> Worth it. Okay. Let's go. You're like tickets are 20 bucks. I'm in. That was basically what it was like for Ice Nine Kills. And then when I found out who they had opening for, I'm like, oh, let's go do it. Then I found out the opener couldn't yeah, make it dude, to the show. I don't know if you listen to like, um, like Chelsea Grin, but they just released a tour and tickets are literally 18 bucks. Oh, dear God. That sounds like there's going to be absolute mayhem at the Forge for that. <laughs> My kind of show. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. Fall on a budget. Hey, I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> as long as gas prices you know don't go up too crazy then it will literally be balling on a budget no no literally <laughs> if, if they keep going up balling in luxury for me oh absolutely <laughs> well erica as we start this out one thing i always like to do with my guests is i like to ask them three separate questions to start out the podcast the first two are very easy if you don't get these right i i will scratch my head and wonder if you know you've had like concussions in your past like myself, I meant like eight pressure, or nine. The pressure. I meant like eight or nine at this point, so I might actually get those questions wrong. But the third one, it kind of puts you on the spot a little bit. But I ask so many different bands this question as well, so I love to see what the reaction is. I will give you some examples of the crazy stuff I've heard, so that you can both have a little more time to think and laugh at other people's misery. So the awesome. first question is, "What is your name?" The second question is, "With this whole tire mob shock thing, what do you do with it?" And the third thing is. I want to know a little fun, interesting, wacky story about yourself that will hopefully make me fall to my chair, smack my head on my table, give me my ninth concussion and laugh hysterically. I've heard some insane ones from bands coming from bands chloroforming their lead singer, dragging him to a beach in Florida, burying him halfway in the sand and spraying ketchup all over the place to make look his legs got bitten off by a shark. I've also heard ones of, let's see, uh, bands driving to one venue or the other where Gotta go to the bathroom. No bathrooms around. They just go in a cup in the front seat and they throw out the window. Only for the back window to be open, the cup to come back in and give the drummer sitting in the back a literal golden shower. Or <laughs> what What now might be my favorite one of all time is a, van, a band who had their, uh, like their van breakdown. They rented a box truck to drive from Atlanta down to Miami. And Tot, it's humid. There's five guys, only two can sit in the tr- in the cab, three have to sit in the box in like 100 degree humidity, and they end up getting pulled over by the cops, and the guys are naked in the back with an air mattress blowing up when the cop asks what they're doing back there. One of the guys just blatantly says, oh, we were wrestling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> Always like to say, tell those because, hey. Gives you a little time to think, but also, come yeah. on, those are funny. You got to laugh at those. Oh, yeah. No, that's amazing. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. To All right, let's go. So my name is Erica Leanne. And, you know, as you mentioned, uh, I'm a creator, one of the creators of Mosh Talk. And um, bleh, Mosh Talk is um, a collaborative group on TikTok with seven creators, which every single creator 
kind of specializes, if you will, in a different subgenre of rock. So we have like a deathcore person. We have a couple people that love metalcore. We have a couple pop punk people. I'm more of like the heavy metal, new metal kind of person. And then we also have um, like an someone that listens to a ton of like elder emo stuff, you know, for all those millennial <laughs> emos out there. <laughs> and um for the third question so this happened actually at aftershock festival so before we went live i was telling you a little bit about aftershock Mm -hmm. so um i don't know if you're a fan of the band anthrax (laughs) but um love anthrax love scott ian so i was front row um just enjoying myself having a good time and suddenly this girl behind me she had to be like 50s or 60s she was in a wheelchair so i let her go in front of me and she had to be like intoxicated because there's no way you'd do this sober. I don't know. She had to be, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was right next to her, you know, like people were like pushing. So I was grabbing onto the rail, like ripping onto it to make sure I do not fall on this poor woman. And she kept like grabbing my butt and like grabbing my legs, and, like pushing me like towards her or like pulling me towards her. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, like fuck yeah, anthrax. (laughs) And then all of a sudden she bites my arm and starts like tugging on it. And like, I look at her because I'm like, what? And she's like smiling at me. (laughs) I guess when a band is that fucking good, you just start biting people. I guess that's what we do in 2021. I, I guess so. It's no it's no longer enough to just go into a mosh pit and try and just like push people over or just shoulder check them and have go nuts. No, no, no. You have to pull people closer and literally bite them to be like, like I love this song. Starts biting someone. <laughs> and I mean, it could be a cause of the pandemic where all of a sudden we're back out. You know, people are back out seeing live music and they forgot how to act. Or it could be people trying to fill the void of, you know, they can't be like, fucking Slayer anymore because Slayer is not touring. It's you gotta be like, Anthrax, I'm gonna bite you. Ah." Anthrax. (laughs) Yep. And it wasn't even like their hit song. I couldn't even remember what song it was. It was just so random. (laughs) Just some random Anthrax song. It's just like, I love this song, but it's not even like Madhouse or anything. I don't care. It was not Madhouse. Can confirm. It was not Madhouse. (laughs) I'll say if it, if it was Madhouse, that would actually make it seem a lot more normal. No, yeah, and it wasn't even Indians either. Again, I really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like what so did that, they have? That's like, my story for you. That is a that is a crazy story. I'm like, I mean, you, if you might want to, you might have wanted to like actually get look like it checked out. Be like, you know, am I going to turn into a zombie now or something? Is this the beginning of the zombie apocalypse? Am I going to become part of the Ice Nine Kills Rainy Day video right now? I, I don't know. <laughs> So far, nothing has happened. So far, well, I've been pretty good. <laughs> well, that's good because we're a couple weeks after Aftershock. So I think, you yeah. know, a zombie apocalypse is not coming our way. For yeah. most of the world, we're like, no. yeah. But for like a couple of that are really hoping for, it's like, that was our chance. We're going to wait again. <laughs> Phew, for now. <laughs> Phew, for now. So, of course, I mean, when it comes to rock and metal, when it comes to the Mashock, again, seeing the fact that you have close to 300,000 followers on there on the platform, I mean, that, that's, that's not a small number in any sort of the way. That's, that's a lot. And it comes with, you know, TikTok being one of the premier platforms when it comes to social media day. I mean, it's in the same conversation right now as Facebook is, as Twitter is, as Instagram is. I mean, TikTok is in that conversation once again. So I got to ask to start out with, how did you, how'd you come up with the idea to do Talk and what was the whole entire like concept around it and the why to create it? Because I want to know the inspiration behind why you want to get on TikTok with this. Yeah, so Mashak 
specifically. So this was about March. I don't know if you are familiar with a group called Punk Talkers. I am not. Okay. Well, you did tell me that you haven't really been on TikTok that much before. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. So Punk Talkers was another collaborative group. I believe seven members as well, but they mostly did just punk music. And in general, when I first started TikTok, that's pretty much all I saw on my For You page, not complaining necessarily, but that's pretty much all I saw was just like the same bands, like, you know, just punk music. I didn't really see a lot of metal stuff. So um, I actually got invited to be interviewed to be a part of Punk Talkers. I was really confused about that at first. because I'm like, I don't really listen to pop punk that much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how I qualified for this, but um, that group eventually ended up falling through and in between them falling through and getting interviewed, I kind of thought in my head, I'm like, why isn't there a group, like a collaborative group that does more like metal music? You know, I'm like, where's that at? Like, that would be so cool. So that's how I kind of came up with the idea. Um, There's another TikToker named Rena Robin. She's also really big on the platform. And um, she was the one that actually came to me about getting interviewed. So I I remember, (laughs) clear as day, I was like at a bar doing my homework casually and I texted her about it and I was like, you look like I have this idea about Mashock. Well, it, at, at the time it wasn't, we didn't have a name. It was just like, I want to do this collaborative group. I want to get a bunch of people that listen to like more metal music and like, let's see what happens. And she's like, I'll help you out. Like, I'll help you do this. We'll make it happen. And it took about a month and a half to kind of figure out, all right, who do you want in the group? And that's when it kind of led me to the conclusion where <clears throat> I wanted to grab people that you know, each person brings something different to the table. And that's what Mosh Talk is all about. At the beginning, I told all these people, I'm like, I think of Mosh Talk as like the base of a tree. Or let me, let me rethink this analogy. (laughs) I'm like, wait. Yeah. So that's Mosh Talk. Well, you know what? Let me back up. (laughs) Back up a little bit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So like rock music, you know, in general, you know, that's like the base of the tree. And then all the branches are the many subgenres of rock slash metal. Like you got all kinds of shit. Um, that's what I wanted Moshock to really represent, where you have creators that show all kinds of bands. Like you, like one day there's a post about Slaughter to Prevail. The next day it's about Chevelle. The next day it's about fucking state champs. And then the next day it's about corn. You know, I just wanted it just to showcase everything. Yes. I mean, that. well, the one thing that kind of caught my attention in that was when it came to the punk talkers thing and all of a sudden you thought, you know, here's an idea for this same idea, like concept, but for rock and metal music, because that necessarily, there's nothing like that in that space right now. And when right. it comes to really creating an idea, it's like, no, you're not necessarily piggybacking off someone else's idea. It's they had like somebody had an idea. It worked. It kind of worked in a way, but. Let's see where we can grow this even more. And when it comes to mosh talks, like you said, everyone has a different sort of like, you know, subgenre or genre that they really care a lot more about. Might be death metal, might be deathcore, might be thrash metal, might be, you know, hard rock, might be punk rock, might be post hardcore, might be whatever it might be. But what it allows is for that on the TikTok platform for that music to have some sort of a home and to have some sort of a personality or some sort of a creator behind it. 
so that people can get into it, get in, you know, get behind the creator as well, but then also see where other music really comes from. It's kind of leads to becoming more of a discovery tool for a lot of other people that like rock and metal, but also, you know, entertainment purposes behind it too, because it's TikTok. People are going to want to watch what you create with it because if you're just, you know, oh, here's an album cover, here's a song, go listen. You know, people aren't going to find that interesting. If you're doing different things on TikTok, you're creating different videos that are going to work within the platform. It's going to be more interesting for people to come and stay but then the stuff that they're going to get out of it is, you know, one day, like you said, Slaughter Pavel, then Chevelle, then it could be something like, you know, older 30 seconds of Mars, and it could go to Rise Against, it could go to Motionless and White, and it could go to like, you know, like Chelsea Grinner, Born of Osiris out of nowhere. Like, you're going to get a oh, yeah. huge variety right there. Yeah, and that's what I love about the group, too, is just like, realistically, you know, the rock slash metal community is so big, and everyone comes into it in different ways. They got introduced to different bands, they got introduced to these bands in different kinds of ways. So no matter what your introduction to this community was, somehow our, our goal is that you can relate to whether it's one video or multiple videos, or maybe someone posts a video where you're like, oh, I've never heard of that band or really never really listened to this subgenre in general. Like, thank you for this introduction, you know, to help expand people's music tastes as well. And that's what I really like about it. Well, absolutely, because like even like the stuff that I've done, it just that's how I got a lot of more music than I've gotten to. Because I used to be like, oh, I just want to listen to hard rock and punk rock, and that's it, man. Anything with unclean vocals, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> anytime I hear a metalcore band, I'm like, ooh, here we go. Right, right, and it's kind of nice too, because like personally, I'm not a big pop punk person or like elder emo music. I'm really not that educated on. I appreciate it a lot, but I'm just not that educated on it. So when I see um, one of the members, Olive, or one of the members, Rena, post something kind of in that spectrum, I'm like, oh, like, like Loki, this kind of slaps, like, downloads on Spotify. <laughs> so it's nice. <laughs> like, even the members get these introductions. I'll say if they're gonna be if those two people are gonna be looking at more like the pop punk and like the elder emo stuff, I've got some new emo stuff I could send and be like, here, check this out. And all of a sudden, next right. thing you know. Yeah, I love I love new suggestions. Like that's my favorite thing when people are like, Hey, here's this band, like check this out. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> no, I'm chock full of them. So it's like you give me a give me a subject, I can be like, here, go check this out. And all of a sudden, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So one thing you did mention was, you know, it allows people to really get into rock and metal and any different band, any different subgenre that's out there and allows for a way to like discover it because through all of us, like we've all discovered rock and metal in some capacity, in some way of life that has led us to this point where either, you know, you're, you're going to concerts, you're loving it, you're going to the pit, you're doing podcasts about it, you're making TikToks about it. So how did you get into rock and metal itself? Like what's the story behind you going from, you know, okay, just starting to listen to music to all of a sudden getting into the type of music that you're into now. It's all of a sudden, you know, making TikToks basically surrounding all this different kind of music <laughs> that, you know, makes people want to go to see live shows, go go crazy in the pit, you know, crowd surf the crowd surfer and just have an absolute blast hanging out with the rock and metal family because we're not just a group of fans. We're a freaking family. We are. We truly are a family. And I'm curious as to what your answer would be to this as well. Because this is one of my favorite questions. Like, I feel like it just explains so much about a person is like how they got into the genre but basically my dad so growing up my dad always played in the car like rob zombie ice earth acdc um disturb god snack so <laughs> like little six-year-old me like head banging <laughs> in the car so that's pretty much how i got into the genre and then it's just kind of stuck with me and i just it, there was a point in time in, like middle school where i was just really insecure about it. i'm like mm, no one else knows who disturbed is like i'm embarrassed <laughs> I'm like, hmm, interesting. Cause you know, in middle school, like you want to fit in, you know, and like that definitely was not 
happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Outcast life. <laughs> so yeah, so I just kind of like took a break from that. And then I really revisited it in high school. And then ever since, I mean, now people think it's like my only personality, which I'll take that. So <laughs> it's, but needless to say, it's a big part of my life now. And like, I really think it's makes up a big part of who I am as like a person and stuff. So I have to thank my dad for that. Well, shoot, your dad really, uh, I'll put it this way. Your dad really did a good job there, you know, making sure you knew all the greatness of music. (laughs) Well, I mean, oddly enough, I, my story is kind of almost identical to yours. Just like the bands just kind of come in and out in a different way where it's my dad got me and all stuff. Cause when we were younger, that's what my dad listened. We listened to a lot of like the seventies and eighties stuff that he listened to. So a lot of Van Halen, ZZ Top, Poison, Electric Light Orchestra, Rush. So we listened to all that stuff. And all of a sudden it was like, I think it went in a fourth grade. I went to a different school. And I just wanted to fit in. So I'm like, no one's listening to this stuff. And like, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Then it wasn't until like sixth grade or seventh grade when all of a sudden like Guitar Hero 3 came out. We were playing it. And um, I kind of really got into this one song. It's called Stricken by Disturbed. And oh, I'm just like, absolutely. it was David Draymond's voice. I'm like, holy shit. And that was kind of like the first band that I latched on to. That was like my, like the band that I was a fan of. I also went to Catholic school as well. So everyone there thought I was like a demon child, you know, and they were trying to like, be like, you shouldn't be listening to this music. I brought the indestructible CD to school one day when I was in eighth grade. Uh, my teacher took it from me and said that she wasn't going to give it to me until my mother signed this like note. And when I gave her the note in the car, we did not like go anywhere like we read the note we're laughing hysterically next day i gave her the my teacher's note back and my mom wrote on there yeah i bought the album for him so <laughs> they kept trying to like shove christian like rock music down my throat and it was just like everything that was bad they never they never sent me skillet which i'm like that makes no sense because i actually like skillet so yeah i'm gonna just talk about um indestructible like that album so when i was younger like i'd play like webkins and wizard 101 and world of warcraft all that shit um, and my dad's like old ass Dell computer and his background was that album cover like growing up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. That, oh, yes. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of also want to meet your dad now because when I was, okay. So when I was at, uh, when I worked at this previous full-time job that I was at right out of uh, college, like it was like, okay, you know, you got the backgrounds and you could customize it. And I got yelled at because my background was a disturbed cover and they're like, it's too violent. It's, I'm like, but it's an album cover. It's just, but it's yeah, about, I'm like, like <laughs> I'm like, but the album actually really has substance. Loves these songs. I'm like, but the album has substance behind it. And all of a sudden yeah. they told me to change it. And I just changed it to the, uh, to the wolves cover from uh, rise against. And they're just like, that still looks a little aggressive. I'm like, I'm not changing this one. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I've realized? Just the more and more I talk to people that are in the metal community, we really all be living the same lives. Like we have all been told the same things like about, Oh, you're a Satanist. You're this and this and this. And it's just so funny to me. Like, we're all living the same lives. <laughs> and I think that's why we're just all a big family. We, like, we just get each other. Absolutely. Because we've all gone through points in time where we've been kind of ridiculed. We've been kind of looked down upon because of the music that we like. But it's when we, you know, we get to meet up with other people that like that same kind of music. When we go to live shows and we see and we see people from all different walks of life that were all there just to see a band like Ice Nine Kills or Emotionless and what, or we're there to see Disturbed. And it's just, I'm seeing people that are, you know, 50, 60 years old that look like, you know, they should be like, you know, set for retirement and they're chilling like right on the gate and they're just going nuts in in the front of the crowd. And there's people that are like, there's five or six year olds in the crowd, like you have their headphones on 
and they're in the mosh pit and we just like clear out and we're like okay kids do what you got to do like we're loving yep. this and no, it's just it gets just, it's it's awesome it's just a whole family vibe because we've all gone through similar things we all know how it feels to be left out and this is a spot in, in like when it comes to rock metal that if you like the music you're going to be accepted it doesn't matter where you come from who you are what you believe all that matters is you like the music and you're going to have a good time except the gatekeepers but we, we like in the latest we, we try to forget about those ones though <laughs> yeah i made a whole youtube video about that and uh yeah people actually kind of like that one which i was kind of surprised i'm like who oh, about like gatekeeping and elitists and yeah it also it also rounded the uh when baby metal uh, announced that they were like disappearing for a while and people were like like good baby metal can go away i'm like yeah that's probably not the best idea to say that you kind of look like a dick yeah yep like you kind of look stupid there <laughs> Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, there are people that really like that kind of, really like it. And it's their introduction into the heavier stuff with rock and roll because, you know, you know, they listen to Rotor Resistance. All of a sudden they're going to want to check out Dragon Force because it's got a similar vibe to the same song. So that's right. like, okay, let's go for it. But if you're gonna... is great. They're great live. They're awesome. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it, but the, the, the beauty of music is that it's very subjective. You know, you could like, I've showed people system of a down. They're like, this is garbage. Like, like what am i listening to you know but then in your eyes you're like why like this is beautiful like this is a masterpiece <laughs> yeah i yeah people people i show people system it down all of a sudden they're like what the hell is this and all of a sudden me and my brother are driving the car when we're in like high school we're just we're just singing cigarro back and forth to each other Suddenly you're going like 80 miles per hour you're like whoa whoa whoop, sorry i got a little too ahead of my time <laughs> no i think we're only going 30 miles an hour because it was on a you know a local street there was one time i did end up accidentally going 110 while blasting rise against and didn't even realize it. i just like why are these cars going so slow oh shit Shit. <laughs> you just get so into the zone. Get so in the zone. I'm like, and if I hit something, well, that's just, you know, demolition derby mosh pit, which I wanted to have done during the pandemic. I'm like, I will buy like a $200, you know, used car, drive it up to like when, uh, when Beartooth did their, uh, outdoor show in Oshkosh. I'm just like, I was there. I, was there. Ah! I couldn't get to it because, uh, oh my God, I have such a funny story about that show actually as well. I want to hear it. <laughs> Oh my god. Like what an eventful fucking concert. I'm sorry, like freaking concert. Though so you can swirl <laughs> the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. Um so like trigger warning, like I'm gonna mention alcohol. Like I know that might be a trigger for some people, so I just wanna like mention that really quick. So um problem number one is I put tequila in a plastic bag. Why did I do that? What was my logic with that? I don't know. And I started drinking the tequila from the plastic bag. Like I cut a hole at the bottom, like it was frosting or something. Don't know what my thought process was going there. That was problem number one. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not feeling anything. And when we stopped at the gas station, I got like a huge, like four logo. I'm like, Yes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Drank the entire thing. Um, and then I was I brought like a football. Like I love playing catch. So um, you know, it was um it was in a parking lot, you know, the mm -hmm. cars were lined up. We got there pretty early. So we're like, let's play catch with this football. And I got hit in the nose, had like a severe nosebleed. And then after that, this guy comes up to us, and this is when my memory starts to get kind of faded. <laughs> But I was very, I was very intoxicated <laughs> at this point. And this guy comes up to us. And he's like, Hey, like, I forgot what his association fair to this, but he's like, I would like to interview you. <laughs> and 
And this man interviews me and like, I don't, I really don't remember it. But my friends told me that I was like very expressive with my hands and I was like so into it. I'm like, where is this interview at? Like, I need to watch this because it was probably incredibly cringy. (laughs) Have you ever found that interview yet? No, no. He probably was like, yeah, this girl, like, I'm not posting this. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah we we can't necessarily use this all of a sudden you know yeah. watch and like you know maybe give it like two three years all of a sudden they're like uh caleb shumble's gonna have like a pandemic blooper reel and then your <laughs> interview is gonna be in this video they said i was fine though they said i was fine so i'm like okay cool <laughs> but no clue what i told that guy no idea maybe just been like some like you know going deep into like why you like Beartooth and just like really gotten like in depth in like a couple of songs or something like that which you know they might not have been you know necessarily on like expecting they're like probably like oh you know happy to see Beartooth live and also just like going in this whole entire like 10 minute spiel about how important Beartooth is which of course with their music I'm like yeah I could easily see something yeah. like that I remember happening. they were asking questions it was about like the pandemic and like how it's being how it's affecting like the rock community and all it was stuff along those kinds of lines but who knows what i was saying <laughs> it, it, it was a very 2020 interview we'll leave it at that yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so jumping back more to the tiktok side of things because i gotta ask did you ever expect to get to the level of tiktok you are right now of course like i said like almost 300,000 followers 4 million likes of, across like every single video that you've ever made and just continue to increase every single day. Cause I know, I think I saw you put out a new video pretty much every single day and consistently, I mean, when you're averaging like an average, again, between 30 to 40,000 views on each video, like that's, that's no small feat. There's very few creators that even get close to that. Yeah, not at all. Like it, it's seriously like, even like when you say those numbers out loud, I'm like, whoa, like really? <laughs> like it's, it's so weird to like put into perspective, like how many people that is and I mean, getting like first getting into TikTok, it, it was just for fun. It was the pandemic boredom. You're like, no, I'm not going to get TikTok. All right, fine. I'm bored. I'm going to get TikTok kind of thing. Um, and just growing up, like especially like personally where I grew up in, not a lot of people listen to metal music. So I've always had this like predisposition in my head that the metal community is small. Like there's not a lot of people. So when I see that number, I'm like, that many people like metal music like really I don't know it's just because growing up again like I have like one friend like currently that listens to like metal music so it's so weird it, it blows my mind and like every every single day I just think like how grateful I am to have this opportunity and to be able to connect because I know people that follow me as well like some people reach out to me they're like oh I've met through like friends through your page and stuff and that honestly just warms my heart <laughs> like that is the coolest thing that I can like offer that to somebody, you know? Like the growth of your TikTok page, the growth of you as a TikTok personality and as a creator is bringing people together in the rock and metal community. Like that just, that adds so much more to it to again, bring people together where they might've been like you, where, where you grew up. It's just, there's not that many people that expressively like rock and metal and may be, you know, a little bit more afraid to show it. But then all of a sudden you go see a live show and, you know, there's like four or 5,000 people there for a band that, you know, you know really well, but apparently, you know, no one else really knows. Right. Or like, um, I'm trying to think of another good example. Like, uh, I mean, hell, when I went to go see a day to remember in October here in uh, Milwaukee, it was like, you know, I, I showed up there. 
I found one person that I knew there, but I found like 10 other people that I've seen them before. I know, don't know their names. I know their faces though. Cause I see them at every freaking show and they're my, they're my no name concert family. I'm like, what's up everybody giving people yeah. high fives, which is a bad idea because of course, as a show, I broke my finger at and kept going to the pit. I'm just like, high five. Shit. High five. Wow. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> Pretty much, I was like, okay, let's just wrap this up. Okay, I'm like, you know, I should probably not do anything during this time because, you know, make sure the finger stays together. All of a sudden, you come to the day, remember, they start playing right back at again. I'm like, yeah, right back at again. I'm just like, yep, this has happened. Then they go into second sucks. I'm just like, okay, now. You're like. You drew me in. No, I'm not going to get out. Then they start a huge circle. Like, I'm not missing this. (laughs) Then it's a huge circle pit for paranoia. I'm like, okay, this, like, my family knows. I'm not leaving this whatsoever. Like, I am stuck Dedication, here. dedication. Nothing but respect, man. Nothing <laughs> but respect. Hey, wait, wait, when you love something, you're just going to go at it full force. Just like, I know. Ah! But, but like, um, with TikTok, it still makes me, like, in awe. It still leaves me speechless whenever, like, for example, if I post something with, like, Trivium. Trivium is a very successful band. They're very huge. But it still blows my mind. Like, when people comment, they're like, I love this song. I'm like, really? Like, like you know, like you listen to this band. Like I don't know. It's it's just still so crazy to me. See, where I can kind of understand a little bit more of that is when it comes to you know doing I do being online with all the music stuff. It's when I get to connect with people. It's more normal for me to understand. You know, of course, there's people out there that like the same kind of music I do. But when I get to meet people in person, when it's not at a concert though, when it's like just yeah. out anywhere else, and I found out they like the same music I do, it's like. It's like that scene in uh, Step Brothers, like, do we just become best friends? Yup. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, seriously, it is, it's like the Spider-Man meme where you're like, it's <laughs> 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 literally how it feels. It's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's like, I've got like guns up. I'm like, okay, I've got my, and like my above me be like rise against all of a sudden, like above you be like system of a down above my buddy Chris. It would be like, shoot, I'm trying to think what his favorite band. It would probably be Beartooth and we're just like, hey. <laughs> No, but, but like, I feel like, and this may sound dramatic, but I, I said what I said, you know, like when you meet someone and you both listen to the same music, I feel like you connect on such a deeper and like special kind of level that you don't connect with other people. Like connection through music is just so different. I feel like. I think I can kind of explain that a little bit. To oh, I, I'm all ears. Okay. So. <laughs> It's it's a, it's similar why people listen to the music they listen to. It's because they have a positive reaction to when they listen to it. They have a, they have it associated with positive experiences. No matter what those experiences are, it could be something that is traumatic. It could be something that's horrible, but it could be related to that music that shows them how far they've come since that moment, which is something that, you know, when it comes to listening to bands like Rise Against, when it comes to listening to Skill, when it comes to listening to like some older 30 Seconds of Mars, that's it for me. When it comes to really building up on where I want to go, that's where I get into like Motions of White, Ice Night Kills, Falling in Reverse, like I start getting into more of that stuff. So when it comes down to it, it's we have these different positive reactions and when it comes to listening to rock and metal for us specifically, we listen to the instrumentals, we listen to the vocals, the cleans, the uncleans, we listen to the way they tell the stories and tell the emotions that are being put out there. And we relate to them a lot more directly. And the reason why we all connect, especially as rock and metal fans, is because when we listen to those songs, 
we're all experiencing those same emotions. When it comes to the specifics of how we're experiencing those emotions are completely different because we are different people. We've gone through different things in life, but we are connecting because we understand the emotions. We can understand that what we went through and what someone else went through might be different, but the emotion behind there is similar. The trauma behind there might be similar. The happiness, the joy, whatever it might be. So we can connect on that level because we understand that thought. We understand that feeling and we can empathize towards that. Oh, no, that makes 1000% sense. And it's funny too, it kind of brings up a similar or just some like a little like segment, like when, you know, like that stereotype or not even like a stereotype, but like people that are just very close minded, like, oh, you came to understand what they're saying and stuff like that. But it's like, but like you feel it so deeply, like when you listen to heavier quote unquote shit, like maybe like death metal or death core, black metal, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's something where because I think I had this I had a discussion about this with one of my friends who loves country music where it's we listen to the instruments and we listen to the vocals for rock and metal and when we listen to it it's those are our guides through the whole entire experience like we feel the emotion through the instrumentals we feel emotion through the way the vocals are sung not the way the you know not the lyrics when it comes to country it's like you know it's more of the lyrics that are telling the story and the instrumentals that are more the accent. It feels like with rock and metal, it's the other way around. So I'm like, oh, now I kind of understand where you're coming from. And he's like, now I understand where you're coming from. We're like, okay, cool. High five, done. You're like, done, moving on. <laughs> like, done, moving on. And then he's like, you want to go see Steel Panther live? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're awesome. I love seeing them. I get to see them. Well, no, they're I'll, like kind of problematic, yeah. but... You know, yeah, I saw them <laughs> at Rockfest this year and I actually left during their set because they like to joke a lot during their set, which I get. But when I'm there and you're joking for 10 straight minutes and you have like an hour to be on stage, I'm like, you're just joking for 10 minutes at this point. Like you're not playing any music. I'll go somewhere else now. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of bands that are guilty of that, where they spend too much time talking and stuff like that like i don't get me wrong i love when bands are really interactive with their crowds and most of the times they off i often deliver like really important messages that like people can resonate with and i think that's really awesome but at the same time it's like you could have squeezed in three more songs <laughs> it's you got to find that happy medium of oh, crowd yeah. interaction and crowd and uh you know time to talk with the crowd and like maybe you know maybe tell some stories a little bit you know have some have a good time there but you don't want to overdo it. But you also don't want to underdo it as well because I've seen bands that have gone up there, have played 12 or 13 songs, no crowd interaction, and walked off. I'm just like, well, Yeah. Well, huh? Like, or did you even want to be here? But then I've seen bands that have talked too much. I'm just like, Okay, can we hear some music? When you find that like happy medium point in there, ooh, now you're flying. Oh, yeah. I would say so. Some of a Down's a good example. Like, they don't really talk that much. It's just kind of like flying through. But also, they. They perform like I think when I saw them last, they played like twenty six songs. So you know, like I was very satisfied with that. 26? Yeah, twenty six system of a down songs. Like, ooh, Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah. wh why was I not at that show? Because that sounds like a fucking blast. It was Chicago Open Air. I don't know if you, you've heard of Chicago Open Air, right? Well, it was a yep. festival for like three years, <laughs> and they stopped, but. Yep, I'm aware of Chicago Open Air. Again, I'm I live 90 miles north. I know it's so nice. I can like spit out these like venues and festivals, and you're like, "Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about." It's like I understand what you're saying, and I know where that is. I've been there before. <laughs> yep, yep. It, no, it's nice. It's nice. Usually, like a lot of my friends that are in the metal community, they're from 
a lot of them are from like California or New York and stuff like that. So when I say, oh yeah, there was this festival called Chicago Open Air and I have to kind of like break it down and talk about the whole thing, you know, or like Summerfest is another really good example where they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Then you bring up Summerfest and you're just like, oh dear Lord, I've got stories. <laughs> yeah. Like where we, we are uh, literally in the same crowd. <laughs> yeah. We were literally in the same crowd this year for Rise Against and didn't even know it or no, sorry, from two years ago from Summerfest with August Burns Red Play, because you know how the benches are down there, which you're aware yeah. of. Yep. So imagine people trying to mosh in between the barricade and that front bench, and oh it not God. going well, and people falling over the benches, potentially, like, ripping up their knees. Me almost hearing my ACL seven times. All of a sudden, we look over to the right side, because I was on the left side stage. We look over to the right, and they're picking up the benches to give people room to mosh. We're like, oh, that's a good idea. That's so a good idea. It. I remember I saw Knuckle Puck one year, and they're... <laughs> Like, no. there's a circle pit, circle pit. And everyone's just kind of standing there because they're like, like we um, can't. We we're standing on a bench. And then, like, he's like, I don't care. Do it anyways. <laughs> there even were for, not any circle no, pits. No. Well, even for falling in reverse this year, Ronnie's like, you guys aren't moving that much. Wait, are you saying on benches? We're like, yeah, we're saying benches. Like, now, if this was seven years ago, I would have told you to pick those benches up and go crazy. But this is 2021, and I don't want to get sued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like, thank you for understanding our pain, sir. Yeah. No, it's tough, because the whole time you're playing a balancing game, like trying not to fall off, because when you jump and go too hard, it's like, you're going to, it's like a, a domino effect. You're going to hit the person in front of you, and then it's, it's game over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that has happened plenty of times when I was there when I was younger and saw Hollywood Undead. <gasps> I was there. I was there. I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you know exactly what show that you was. You know exactly what you're talking about. I was a diehard fan. <laughs> diehard fan from like 2011 to like 2015 or something. <laughs> diehard fan. That, that, yeah, I think that, God, which, what year was that show? That one that was like the total domino effect. I think it was 2012 at Summerfest. I think it was that one where, because I, I just remember, like, we were on the side of the state, like, we were on one of the sides, and, like, I think it was the right side, but, like, on the edge of the benches, and, like, there was a domino effect, all of a sudden, we, fe- like, all of us, like, fell over on the side, and we started a mosh pit, like, on the side of the stage, where this one dude, literally, I think he had to be, like, 240 pounds, but he was small, like, jacked, and it was just, like, yeah, this guy's gonna ruin our lives, because I'm, like, I'm, like, maybe 17 at that time, like, yeah, I don't want to necessarily go in and die right now. Now, if I saw that, would be, like, let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Great band. And you know, that brings up a good point. Like, um, right now I'm kind of going through in my head, like speculations, like who's going to be at the festivals next year. And you know what? Where is Hollywood Undead? Yeah, they weren't. They weren't at any festivals this year. That's right. I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm throwing them on my speculation list now. They're officially on it. Honestly, what I want to see is in 2022 is I want to see him go back on tour and do like maybe uh, either just like a co-headline tour or do one where it's them and from Ashes to New. Ooh, that'd be cool. I can it see was, that. It was supposed to happen in 2020, but uh, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did take it for it. It was Hollywood Undead, Bad Wolves, Fire from the Gods and from Ashes to I'm just like, come on. Yeah. Gosh, I have been waiting to see Fire from the Gods. They're supposed to be incarceration, and then they pulled out. And I'm like, oh, I've waited. I've been waiting. I'm like, ah! 
Alrighty, so because you you said you've gone to a lot of festivals, like you went to incarceration, you went to abstract. Did you go to louder than life as well? Yep. Yeah. More festivals than I am. You're Literally, making me jealous over here, Erica. Like every, it was like every two weeks. So it was like incarceration. Two weeks later, louder than life. Two weeks later, um, aftershock. I'm trying to figure out how I can manage to go to Welcome to Rockville because I might as well at this point. I'm still trying but to figure out the same thing myself. I'm like, how the hell can I get down there? <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, cause it's um like an hour from Orlando. So I'm like, how can I make this happen? Yeah, is it, isn't it isn't it at Daytona International Speedway? Yes. Yeah, it's like an hour, yeah, it's like an hour away and held you get a hotel, just let it be right on the beach. So all of a sudden wake up, right. hang on the beach for a bit, and then go and see good. Go and shit. fucking mosh to Mudbane. <laughs> or if, if you're me, go and mosh to literally every band that you can possibly find. That was yeah. me at Blue Ridge. I think I moshed to a total of like, I want to say like anywhere between 25 and 30 bands. That's it was like you any, know, you're getting your money's worth. Anytime there was a pit, like, and people are just, <laughs> people coming. start, people started calling me, <laughs> but just calling me Milwaukee because like, they didn't know what, they didn't know what my name was, but like, that dude's the dude from Milwaukee. So they just started calling me Milwaukee because they're like, we see you in the pit every time. We need to call you something. Yeah. So like, I the, recognize you. You need a nickname. Oh, yeah, because I always wore the same hat every single day. So they're just like, it's that guy. It's him. <laughs> That's awesome. And I call that branding, everybody. But, okay, so <laughs> 2022, we you know, festivals, as we've seen in 2021, full go. So 2022, what bands are on your, you know, they got to come out, watch list. Not Hollywood Undead because we know they're already on the list. Oh, so not like speculation, more bands that I want to see. Okay, we'll do bands you want to see and then speculation. So oh, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll so... I mean, I'm biased because System of a Down is my number one band, and I'm still so, so salty that they are currently in California, and I am not there right now. So, <laughs> um, System of a Down, 1,000%. Um, it, I, I believe it was confirmed, even though I cannot find this written on paper and like a document online, but Avenged Sevenfold is supposedly headlining. I know. I know. Me getting an Avenged Sevenfold tattoo like last week. Um, they're going to be at <laughs> Aftershock. So I'm like, yep. There goes my money. Yup. Yup. It's happening. So yeah, Avenged Sunfold's on there. Um, I want to see Godsmack. I, I feel like this year they were a little quiet, like in terms of like performing and stuff like that. I want to see goddamn fire from the gods. <laughs> like, I'm so upset. That I keep missing them. Um, I want to see Parkway Drive. Never seen them before. I know. I know. Um, ooh. You know, it'd be so cool. And it's because I'm looking at my vinyls right now. <laughs> like, it, I don't even know if this would even happen. But like, what if fucking like Blue Oyster Cult? Ooh. Like, what if out of nowhere, not necessarily like a metal festival. I could see them doing. Actually, I don't even know if I could see them doing like any festival. <laughs> Summerfest. We're doing like a little, a couple shows, though. Summerfest. That'd be your best bet. For yeah. Blue Cult. They wouldn't do a lot of but I can see Summerfest. That would be sick. Well, shit, if they do Summerfest, all of a sudden, I'm going to get a message and be like, okay, so uh, Blue Edge Colts at Summerfest. Are you getting tickets to that? It's just like, I don't care if it's like, you know, the the amphitheater stage where you have to get the special yep. tickets for it, or if it's like the BMO Harris stage where it's like yep. they have like the first like 10 rows you have to get like, especially because they're like five bucks. I'd be like, yeah, I'll throw down money on that. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. But how about you? Like, Like, what are some bands that you are like, Oh, they're if they're on this list, like I'm there. Well, rise against. Well, ri- ri- well, the, like the four for me that I'm like if they're if I see them on the list, like I am there because I or I'll say six because I never have a bad time when I see them live. Is rise against 
Ice Nine kills, Moshe's a white, falling in reverse, bear tooth, and a day to remember. Like, if I see them on a bill, I'm like, I want to be there because I have so much fun seeing those yeah. bands play. But the ones that I would like, if I, like, if you know, I'd love to finally be able to see System of Down for the first time because I want to go absolutely ape crazy during every single one of those songs. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What other bands do I want? There's a smaller band called Avoid. They're going to be at Welcome to Rockville. I'm just like, and they were supposed to open up for Ice Nine Kills at the Forge, but they're, uh, because they were playing at Louder Than Life, I think the day beforehand, their band broke down on the way to there, so they couldn't make it in time. And I found out uh-huh. 10 minutes, I don't know, 10 minutes before they were supposed to start because their lead singer messed me. I'm just like, damn it. I'm mad at the situation. I'm not mad at you, Benny. Yeah. You're like, I'm just mad that this is happening right now. <laughs> so I want to see them. I want to see the warning at some point. I mean, yeah. like every band I've had in the podcast, but like there's a couple specifically that I really want to see. Uh, let's see who else. I mean, like, it, I, as much as I like Disturbed, I'm not sure about a festival show. I'd much rather seem like an arena show just because I can be a lot closer and the stage setup is a lot cooler. Yeah, they're on incarceration. Um, like, he, like, uh, they perform right after, unfortunately, MGK. Um, <laughs> and it was so funny because before Down, the, Down with the Sickness, he put on a mask. He's like, oh, so I heard, um, I forgot how he worded it. But basically referencing what MGK was saying about Corey Taylor with, like, weird guys wearing masks. And he put on, like, um, a mask. <laughs> it was great. They're pretty good, though, with festivals, I will say. Because I've seen him twice at arena shows. Once here in Milwaukee and once at uh, Allstate Arena in Chicago. And it was, I almost I got. I was there. There's was another there. one. <laughs> I, there's another one. I already know exactly what tour you were talking about. Yep. Yeah, the, the one. I believe, what, was Three Days Grace there? The one, the the one in Chicago, yes. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. Yep. They, three days grace opened for him. I was uh, on the left side of the stage, right on the rail, because there's a long story about that. But I basically met like one of the biggest like disturbed fans I think you could ever possibly meet, and she basically saved me a spot up front for <sighs> that show. And then she showed up in Milwaukee, end up getting tickets for that one, and gave me her presale code so I can get a ticket uh-huh. for the floor, and then saved me a spot up front as well. Along with when she got like these, like she had a bunch of stuff that she got signed by the band. She got a couple of signed uh, vinyls from the Believe album, but they're like picture vinyls. So it looks like the album cover is. And she gave me one. It is currently hanging up somewhere back there. Oh, that's so cool. In the corner. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Along with the, uh, where's the the flag that's also right there. The Israel flag with the all religion disturbed symbol from Believe on there. Yeah. Like, That's awesome. Awesome. Like, awesome. I love that. So like as much now, I want to podcast, like do people see that or was that like an exclusive like only I was able to see that? I barely show anybody that. Like I barely actually move <laughs> the camera. So most people see like the decks and the flag and that's it. So I mean, like, oh. I've been showing you, like, the po- like the post I haven't been above my desk <laughs> as well. So no, you're getting the exclusive on that. Like, what, an what honor. my setup looks like. <laughs> But shoot, I'm trying to think what other bands like do I really want? I, I really want to see Hollywood Undead again. Like I feel like there's so many other bands that I've already seen. I'm like I just be seeing them again. Uh, oh, Bad Omens. I need to see Ooh, Bad yeah, Omens. Yeah, they're again. at um, they're at Incarceration. They're absolutely amazing. They were at Blue Ridge, but I missed them because a band that was on the podcast was playing at the same time, and I supported them instead of going to see Bad Omens. Hey, that's okay though. Both have other opportunities, you know though. And I just thought of this, if Ghost was at any festival, I'm dropping all my money. I love the love that I have for that band. I love Ghost so much. So, you know oh, they're going no. on tour with Volbeat, right? Yes. They're coming to Milwaukee. 
Oh yeah, there. Um, I'm going to the Chicago, Chicago show. All state arena. Here at the good old Pfizer Forum. So shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're seeing the same show, but we're seeing it in different places this time. I know. Ah. Oh my god. Oh well, yeah. but I'm trying to think like speculative, like what bands do I think should be they could be coming to festivals. I, I think System of Down might, you know, be headlining a couple of them. Uh yeah. Now that, you know, hopefully with international travel being allowed, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, hopefully they play a lot of the harder stuff because that's what I like, <laughs> but that's yeah. just me. Yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. Um, I don't to see them either. Well, because I, I know they're doing a run here in the United States, but Architects. Ooh, yeah. They're supposed to be at Welcome to Rockville, and I think they dropped out yeah. like a while ago. Yeah, and then like a bunch of the Australian metalcore bands like uh, Make Them Suffer, Polaris, Amity Affliction, Amity Parkway Affliction. Drive. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Ugh. That'd be so cool if they can manage that. It would be cool, but after the podcast over, after it's off the, off the record, I do have something for uh, from Amity Affliction that I can tell you, but I'm not going to say it live because okay. I don't want to say it live because it's not, you know, for sure. Ooh, another yeah. exclusive. <laughs> it'll, it'll be an exclusive off the record, but like it, it, a lot of the bands that like, I think will be speculative, like to come over, like to like headline festivals, a lot of them will be coming over from Europe and from Australia because hopefully at that point travel will be like non-restrictive. Yeah. So we can actually see that happen or yeah. even get like, you know, like Crystal Lake come over from Japan. Yeah. So there's two bands that are on my speculation. Um, this the first one's kind of weird, but Red Hot Chili Peppers, because they just announced that tour. Yeah. Um, and it's it's during the summertime. So they're on my speculation for Lollapalooza. Um, I'm sure you know what Lollapalooza is since you're <laughs> from the Midwest. Um, Very much so. And then Puddle of Mud is also on my speculation. I know. Really? Yeah. Um, I forgot where I got this information from, <laughs> to be honest, but I saw something about like them touring next year. So I'm like throwing them on. So they are on my speculation. That would be so cool. That would be cool to see kind of puddle of mud, even though like I'm not the biggest puddle of mud fan, but like, you know, if they're going to be at a festival, it feels like it's something I got to go and do right. once at least. You tell someone that and they'd be like, oh, like I kind of want to go, <laughs> you know? Like, you wouldn't think about it, but you're like, oh, like, that's kind of cool. It's like, I went to go see Drowning Pool. Why? Because I want to I want to have bodies hit the floor. Literally. You know what? Um, They just, I believe they just um changed all their dates till next year. So, you know, I think they have a good chance as well. Oh, yeah, they definitely have a good chance. Because they were supposed to do stuff in, like, the end of the year for 2021 with, I think it was Il Nino. But they postponed yeah. that to 2022. I think all the dates might be almost set for that but i'm not 100 percent sure on that yeah also i don't know if you're a demon hunter fan but they're also on my speculation i've really not listened that much demon hunter at all so i'm kind of in the kind of in the dark on that one okay so they're um like a christian heavy metal band interesting and they're they're one of my favorite bands of all time like i don't identify as a christian or anything but like they, they fucking slap they're great <laughs> they're hey. great Hey, so hey, when it comes to just like whatever you believe, whatever you write music about, that's fine. You don't have to necessarily agree with what the artist said, but the right. music slaps. If you want to enjoy it, if you get positive experience out of it, even though you might not necessarily fully 100% agree with like the artist's politics, the artist's religion, whatever it might be, but you like the music, fuck yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny, or at least I think this way. Like I listen to them. I also listen to Skillet and like, I don't, I'm like, really? Like I, I wouldn't think of them as like labeled as like a Christian kind of man. Like, I don't know. I I just don't like think of it like that when I'm listening to their music. Like I just yeah. never got that vibe. When it comes to Skillet though, it's like the way I see it is, especially ever since the Comatose album came out is 
there's like their stuff everything that they write definitely has all has a christian base to it but they leave it a lot looser so that it's a lot easier to connect with other aspects of life so if you listen to a song like not gonna die it has so much uh, it has a wider net to be cast in terms of how people can relate to it because it talks more about you know perseverance through hard times oh yeah bang like quite a banger of a song by the way great song <laughs> oh that, that that was like heavy on rotation for me in 2017 when things okay. were not going very well in life like that was one of the songs that just like kept me going not gonna lie so oh, like yeah. it always has a special place in here and that actually you know what? i have a question for you because i this is also the question that i love to ask people like like you know you mentioned earlier like so many people go through different like things in life that are hard you know like people everyone goes through their struggles their challenges what are bands that are like your comfort bands or bands that help you get through through those really hard times Ooh, okay here we go so (laughs) one of them and like because i always think about like when i was going through that super hard time what bands was that what bands were i listening to and not gonna lie like when i was going through a really tough time in 2017 i did not want to listen to rise against it was because as many of the positive emotions I had and experience I rem- and memories I had behind their music, a lot of that had turned to negative due to the situation that had happened. But luckily for me, it was like Wolves had come out right as the situation was unfolding, so I didn't have any memories tied to the Wolves album. But all of a sudden, it's like I went to go see the band play live at uh, JJO Sonic Boom Fest that was in Janesville, Wisconsin, which lasted like only a couple of years. R.I.P. But I went there. Saw Rise Against by myself. Like, I just want to just, like, take my favorite band back. From the first note, like, I forgot everything that bad was going on in life. Like, I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Jumped in my first mosh pit. I'm like, I don't care how bad this gets. I will not lose Rise Against. I've got this. Like, that's a band that always makes me remember me. Skill's another one of those. 30 Seconds to Mars from their first three albums specifically is one for me for that. And then, honestly, as of late, I'm not going to lie, falling in reverse. I It's just... <laughs> It, it's if I listen to like the the older stuff like from to the uh, drug and me is you and from fashionably late I'm just like this is just fun as hell to listen to like it just gets me all like in a happy vibe but I listen to like yeah. the stuff up the trilogy I listen to popular monster which is I think a fan like one of my favorite songs of all time I'm like oh this is deep this is heavy and I'm like I'm starting to like get like that you know fire back in me it's like fuck yeah here we go yeah. so like those four along with like I still like Ice Nine Kills, even though, you know, the whole Halloween thing, like it just adds so much more to just the kind of just the confidence booster in a way. Same thing with Motionless and White, which again, kind of odd, but you know, I still roll with it. Oh yeah. Actually, um, for Falling in Verse, one of my favorite songs is Don't Mess With Ouija Boards. I love that song. That is a good song. Underrated in my opinion. (laughs) I feel like not a lot of people talk about that song. Very much so. But now I have to pass the question back to you as well. So. What are some of those bands that, you know, when you listen to just bring you comfort, you know, maybe in those tougher times, if you're going through a real tough time life or if you're just going through a little like rough patch, it might, it doesn't have to be big, yeah. it doesn't have to be small, but like those bands that just bring you comfort and bring you back to who you are as a person. Oh yeah. So immediately like Three Days Grace was a huge, huge band that got me through a lot. This is not a band, but Eminem also got Fair me enough. through so, so much. Um, and then as of lately, like at um, Loud Life, I had like a traumatic thing happen to me, like during the Metallica show. And um, the band Avatar is like my comfort band. Like I listen to them and I just feel this like sense of comfort. And like, I love them so much. I don't know if you listen to Avatar at all or have ever seen them live. 
Oh my gosh, they're so fucking cool. They're, ah, I love Avatar. <laughs> I've had a chance to go see Avatar live at Louder Than Life, and I missed it, I believe, because I went to go see Wage War instead. Wait, you were at Louder Than Life? No, not Louder Than Life, oh. Blue Ridge. I was like, Shit. wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I Okay, there's my mess up for the day, you know. Could have had a V8 <laughs> moment right there, but yep, there we go. But I, yeah, I, I missed them for... Uh, wage war at blue ridge so i've never i've had chance to see avatar and i've never gone and because it's usually just like oh you know before the pandemic gets i was just a little more hesitant to just randomly travel to shows and now i'm just like oh there's a show i want to see it's only two hours away on a tuesday well looks like i'm gonna you know go to work early and then just have to be tired the next day but fuck it it's worth it i am very guilty of that just dropping all my responsibilities to make these shows Yeah, but 100%. I'll say, Erica, if I always think about this when it comes to those moments where, yeah, it's, you know, you, it's kind of weird. It's like, you know, drop those responsibilities because it seems like, you know, the opposite thing of what you should be doing. But think ahead like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Think about it to the point in time where, you know, you know, you're 80, 90 years old. You're sitting in a chair and you're just like remembering like you're not going to remember the times where you were responsible and sat at home and we got a good night's sleep to went to work the right. next day. No, you remember a time where all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I said, fuck this. I don't care about being tired. I'm going to go see this show and I'm going to make it happen. I mean, oh, a thousand percent. You're only young for so long, especially like like live out your 20s. I tell people that all the time. Like, like when people are like, girl, like you're crazy. Like you're always doing all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I am living out my twenties. Cause you know, it, again, like when you're older, you're sitting in a chair and you're older, you'll be like, wow, that's what I did. Like, that's how I spent my twenties. Well, I always think about, uh, you know, the entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. No, actually. All right. Uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to something, cause his, cause like listening to his stuff really kind of got me into like, kind of like, okay, starting to do music thing myself. It was kind of like the igniting the fire when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, the, one of the biggest reasons that I pay attention to him is just because like, he seems to be ahead of the curve on everything. TikTok being one of them. And I'm just like, yeah, I totally missed the boat on that, but it just wasn't for me. Clearly you didn't miss the boat on that one. Like you're, I mean, like I said, almost 300,000 followers and growing every single day. Come on. You're like, you're into it. But there was something that he always said, and I do remember doing something similar when I was a kid where it was, he always talks about, you know, when he was a kid, like going to like nursing homes and like visiting older people and talking to them about like stuff in life. And they were all, a lot of people were talking about what they wish they would have done. They weren't focused on what they did. It was, they were living with more regret and you can see it in their eyes. And that's something you don't want to live with as you go on in life. So, and I even did that myself too. One time when my grandpa was in the VA hospital, like I was just talking to other people that were around there and it was kind of similar. It's why would you want live with memories? Don't live with the regret of the things you didn't do. Remember the things that you did do because man, when you can't do those things, you're going to remember those. It's just going to be somewhere you're going to, you're going to be smiling every single day. It's like, Oh, what day is it? Oh, it's uh October 19th. Of like, oh, remember anything that happened on October 19th? Yeah, that's the day I split my head open at Motionless and White and stayed. <laughs> Did that actually happen? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Two years ago on October 19th, the day we recorded this, <laughs> it happened. It showed up on my Snapchat like memories. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I uh, had a, I had to like, I ripped off a per- piece of like someone's flannel that they gave me and I tied a bunch of toilet paper to my eye. <laughs> so I could be like, I look like a pirate. I'm the, everyone, I got back to the pit. I'm like, guys, I'm not jumping back in because I don't want to bleed over everybody. They're like, yeah. are you going to still be on the edge pushing people? Oh, fuck yeah. Didn't oh, get yeah. stitches. Should have gotten stitches. But you know what? Rock on. <laughs> Rock on. The memories. <laughs> so you'll never yeah. forget that show now. I'll never forget that one. 100%. I'll never forget. 
I'll never forget any show I get injured at. I will never forget because I'm like, I'm oh, just, yeah. I get injured. I am not leaving this. No, yeah. Like, sometimes, like, I will be, like, so fucking ill that I'm like, I don't care. Like, I am making it through this show. <laughs> and those are the ones that you remember most, correct? Um, yeah, honestly, like, there's a lot of random things that happen in shows that just make me remember them. Or, like, things, like, with the bands, like, for example, um, like, when I saw Breaking Benjamin at Louder Than Life, Benjamin actually, so I was, like, barricade, he, like, looked, he was, like, he, like, walked by and looked at me and then, like, waved at me. I was, like, ah! <laughs> Like, you know, like, shows that, like, you don't forget it. Or, yeah, like, the it... interactions you have with people, like, you don't forget it. Yeah, like, as I was saying, like, the people that I, you know, I know their faces, I know who, I know, the, I know some of their backgrounds, but I don't know their names. I'm, like... My no-name family. I'm going to remember you. And every show I go to, I still see them. Right. You see, you recognize the faces. You're like, hey, it's you. Yeah, it was even the same way uh, the previous weekend because I went to go see The Who. Yes, the, the Mongolian Ooh, band. Oh, the they're so cool. Live. And, so and I, was, I was talking to all these different people. I'm just like, and they're and like half of the crowd was native Mongolians. I'm just like, I didn't know we had this many Mongolians in the city. Okay, this is cool. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like the Who's like doing their whole entire set, but then they're talking more in between songs. I'm like, what are they saying? And the person that was next to me was basically like translating it for me. I'm like, oh, this is fucking sweet. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and that everyone, is... and then Can everyone I, like, just um, flex on you real quick. Absolutely. Um, like right near me, I have a set list from them from when I saw them at Louder Than Life. I have their set list, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the only set list that I have. All right, now I have to ask you this question because it's something that I am terrible at, but I need to, because you're talking about you have a set list from The Who, from Louder Than Life, especially with you being up on the barricade a lot of the times, like, because I've, again, I've watched some of those TikToks, it's like, you know, bands I saw up close at Aftershock, at Louder Than Life, and incarceration. Like, you know, being like up front, like I always make my way up there. (laughs) Exactly. So if that, with that being the case. Do you tend to get a lot of stuff thrown your way from bands like different, like guitar picks? And I mean, you only said you only have one set, but like guitar picks, drumsticks, all that stuff? Um, Through festivals, yes. I don't know if it's just because like I'm a young woman, but a lot of times, like it's not really like the bands. It's like the security, like they'll look at me and they'll be like, here you go. Or like randomly, those come out to me. They'll be like, here's this guitar pick. I'm like, thank you, old man. Like, I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm like, wow, like blow a kiss. <laughs> Ari, I might have to flex on you a little bit, though, because you flexed on me at one point, because there's only been one time, one time I've ever gotten anything handed to me during, like, a live set. It wasn't a drumstick. It was not a guitar pick. It was a recorder. Oh, my God. <laughs> who? Who did it? It's a guy named Johnny Nobody from the deathcore band Kill the Imposter. <laughs> No, that's a nice record. I don't know if anyone else can, will be able to see this, but this is sick. Like, can't <laughs> oh. <laughs> play hot cross buns. Oh, oh, it's gonna be squeaky as all hell. Trust me. <laughs> well, every single week, like every single Thursday, I do a different. Uh, I call it Kevin's crappy flute. It's a different cover of a different. It's a cover of a different song every single week, and basically, I just. Play With the, the recorder? The vo- yeah, I play the flute over the vocals. I do not practice it. I do it in one take, and it is crappy as all hell. Like, it sounds bad, but it's just funny. <laughs> so, the reason that that came to be because I remember the recorder story from uh, what I had with uh, a podcast I had with Giant Nobody and Kill the Imposter, where I sort of convinced them to put a recorder solo in a deathcore song. Oh my gosh, I love that. So, th- when I saw them at Blue Ridge, they gave me the recorder. <laughs> 
Yes. And now whenever I do those videos, because the last one. You should have them like sign it, like the mouthpiece. No, because I actually play it. Like this is my this is my flute that I play when I do the crappy covers. So, you know, it's it's, amazing. It's just it like if like I I never get anything thrown at me, but like I got this. You got a recorder. Like you can flex on people because who else has? Who else can say that? I don't know. Fans of Kenny G. Yeah. So a little bit more into like, you know, a little bit more looking into the future with the whole entire thing with Mosh Talk and TikTok, because I don't, I do want to get a little bit more into that as well. You know, even though I knew like we were going to talk about it, but then also have like this whole on like musical, just us just having a good time talking about music. I knew it was going to happen. Like, anyways, enough with recorders. <laughs> enough yeah, about enough that. with recorders. <laughs> I didn't want to stop that conversation because it was fun as all hell. <laughs> so question is when it comes to like the future of Mosh Talk, it's, What's the future looking like? Any plans in the future or anything big? And how do you plan to continue this growth so that you get to, you know, pass that 300,000 mark? I think it's a 400,000 to 500,000 followers oh all the way to the God. point where, oh my gosh. you know, you get to that magic point where all of a sudden, you know, at the follower count, there's no longer a K next to the number. It's just an M. Stop. Million. Oh my God. It, it's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to happen at some point. So I know what the plan is to get to that point. Oh man. Um, so, like, I have, like, personal, like, things that I would like to happen in the future, like, for my personal self. But in terms of Mosh Talk, um, we've, as a group collectively, we've kind of just been taking it, like, day by day. Like, today we are talking, um, like, I was talking to them, like, how I can improve as, like, I don't want to say the word being a leader, but, like, you know, like, how, like, how can I facilitate like making this a better experience for everybody and you know like we've been brainstorming ideas about like things we're gonna do and like collaborative things we're gonna do so honestly in the future I could see us doing more of that like we're talking about maybe next year like all of us being at a festival together like that would be really cool we were talking about doing like virtual meet and greets with people like I think that would be really sick like through zoom or something because mind you Everyone in Moshock, we all live like around America. Like we have some people in California. We have someone in New York, me being in Illinois, you know, like we, we got a little bit of diversity in terms of locations in America, but um, yeah, just for like future plans, just finding different ways, like either collaborate with each other or other people, or even like um, we've collaborated, ugh, collaborated with like record labels. Like I would love to continue that, like having those connections with other bands and stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of, I'm open ears. I have an open mind. So I'm seeing where life kind of takes us, you know, to see like what happens. That's not a bad way to go about it. And I do like the fact that you're talking about doing different collaborations because it just brings a whole new audience, not only to rock and metal, but also to your audience, to these bands and all and all that, but these bands audience to you as well. So if like you're going to be able to get connected with record labels or even potentially even PR firms, just be like, okay, can we get something set up where you do like a t- quick 10 minute like thing on, you know, all of a sudden here's a video. Let's just make this happen. All of a sudden, bing, bang, boom. You, you know, you crank out the video, you take 10 minutes of an artist's time, especially when, you know, if they're do, like going through a PR firm, they deal with someone like me, you know, they might be dealing with me for like a half hour to an hour and a half with you dealing maybe like 10, 15 minutes. I mean, that's like, that could be like a godsend. It was like, holy crap, they don't really need much of my time. Hell yeah. And all of a sudden, now you could potentially have something where, you know, every single like Monday or every single Tuesday, every single like other day, one of your, like your, the TikTok video you post could be a collaboration with an artist. 
And oh, all of a sudden, yeah. next thing you know, you know, you're doing a collaboration with Danny Case from Ashes to New. You're doing a collaboration with Chris Motionless. You're doing one with Spencer Charnas. Oh, and it's just wow. like, yeah. all of a sudden, here come all these different people. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, yeah, let's take a look at these follower numbers and these likes numbers. Okay, why is this like going up from, why is it four to five M right now? Uh, why are these <laughs> videos, these average views going up from like, you know, 30 to 40K to like 100K? Why, wait, why is the follower count have an M button next to it? Oh my <laughs> god. You and We've done it! M. <laughs> no, yeah, that would be so sick. So far what Bring the Horizon does follow us. And um a band called This Wildlife. Um Dakota is a member of the group and just told us today. He's like, Oh, do you know that they follow us now? I'm like, really? Like, I didn't know that. That's so cool. So, but also on the personal side of things, like with your, you know, because with Masha, again, it's a collective effort from multiple different people, but from yours specifically, from your personal uh, aspect, when it comes to growing on TikTok, continue to grow, Masha, can you grow your personal brand as well? What are the plans for that? So I'm currently a college student getting a degree in something that I don't, like I no longer, I've lost a lot of motivation for. So like my true, true dream is to be somewhere in the rock industry. And I don't know what that's exactly going to look like. But I'm really, really hoping like as my page grows and as, you know, I work with different bands and record labels and, you know, they know my name, they know my face. I'm hoping that somewhere along these lines, I'll be I'll be given like some kind of opportunity to be in the rock industry and make that full time. That's like my absolute dream. That's not, that is a good dream to have as well. And where you are right now, especially with Mobshock and where you are personally on TikTok as well. It does stand to reason that it's you're well on your way to that because you are already getting that exposure oh and you are <laughs> and you're and it's you're getting that exposure to the fans, you're getting exposure to the bands and also to record labels as well to different PR firms. It's that exposure is going to happen to the point where you know you never know where it might take you, but it's something where you've started something, you have something that is very tangible right now to really grow from in any different direction you want within the rock and metal world. So keep rolling with it and just see what Thank happens. You so much. <laughs> and 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 Erica, this has come from someone who in college studied economics and would much rather be podcasting, talking to bands and people like yourself yeah. than you, you know managing different data sets. Oh yeah. Props yeah. <laughs> to you because I took AP Econ in high school and I was like, nope. <laughs> nope, I don't know how people like major in that like like major props to you. <laughs> so, we'll say well, th well thank you if, you know for uh giving me major props for my quote unquote boring major. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. Like like you know like some people like they take you kind of like this is my shit. So it's not for everybody. I mean, people probably look at my major and they're like, ooh, not into that. You know. All right. Well, then I have to ask, what is your, what is your major in college? Um, it's a long name. So it's molecular and cellular biology. So some people will probably like, ew, biology cells. <laughs> like, no. I'll say probably like when it comes to like, when it comes to molecular biology, I'm just like, I'm as confused with that probably with you as confused as economics, but just to, again, yeah. how different how our brains work. But as you've gone through, it's like, you know, you said you've, you've lost a lot of motivation towards it and yeah. you found yeah. out what you want to do with within the rock, like you want to go in and do something within rock and metal. You're not necessarily sure what that is, but the best part about it is you have a start. Like you've already created something that is tangible, something that people are looking at, something that bands look at, something again, that regularly PR firms, whoever might be in the music industry has a chance to look at and they have a chance to see that when it comes to you, when it comes to your personal brand, when it comes to who you are as a person, 
it is something that is positive for the rock and metal community. So as you continue to grow on TikTok and other social media platforms, and you never know, you might be able to continue to collaborate with other artists, even connect with other artists to the point where you're doing multiple different things with them, for them, whatever it might be. You, n- you never know where it could go. And you never know where your passions could end up taking you. But the one thing you do know is, is where you want to be. You just don't know exactly what you want to do in that, but what you want to do might not even be created yet. You might end up creating it yourself. You never know how that might work. Yeah. And same to you, you know, like you mentioned, like you'd rather be doing podcasting and like, look at you, like you said, you interviewed the warning. Like, that's so awesome. They're literally on Octane. Like, <laughs> And we're just going to keep on trucking with that as yeah. well. Because, well like, like keep on going. Consistency will take you very far. Oh, very much so. And and one thing that you and I both know when it comes to stuff is this is not easy work in any sort of way. It's like, if you want to yeah. make something happen, you got to put the time, you got to put in the effort. And sometimes, you know, you got to, you got to drop some certain things that might be the responsible thing to do to make what you want to have happen, happen. But if you go and take that, you know, quote unquote, responsible route, then you're going to end up kind of just forgetting about your dreams. And then you're going to end up potentially going on in life and you'll be wondering the what ifs. You're going to have that little bit of regret and that's going to grow and grow and grow. You don't want to live with that. So if you got a chance, if you got the ambition, fucking go for it. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I could not, You, I couldn't have said it better. Like spot on, spot on. <laughs> we, we went from talk about TikTok to us just geeking out about music and then to full on like motivation. Motivation <laughs> talks. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. It's just the flow of the podcast. It's like, okay, here we go. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, just, you know, Six Flags and Gurney in Gurney, Illinois. Yes, very much so. And uh, oh, God. like the Eagle, you know, they're the Eagle. Like, it's yep. like up and down, up and down. <laughs> oh, God. I got stories about the last time I was there. Uh, yeah. It's been uh, a hot minute since I've been there. Yeah, we it was a it was a school field trip my at my high school oh, and uh, my my whole entire it was my whole entire soccer team. Uh, we ate some special food before we uh, got there, <laughs> and I was walking around. I'm like, why is this thing like? Why I like I feel fine. Why is it not hitting me? And then I saw my friends on the team, and I'm just like, oh, you guys are feeling it big time. <laughs> like <laughs> they were out of it. I'm just like, thought this was gonna be cooler. Guess not for me. Past these guys, oh they're just God. like their eyes are red. They're just like I can't imagine being on that level and, and riding like Raging Bull or something. Oh, that's what we did. We tried. To, we tried to hit every single. It, it, they freaked out the most during Superman because when you get flipped up and you're on your stomach, they're just like, oh. <laughs> like oh shit. I was laughing the whole time because I was laughing at them. I wasn't laughing at my own experience. Like I was laughing at what they were going through. Like this yeah. is funny as hell. Come on. Oh my gosh, I cannot imagine. You know what? That's something that I can honestly say I've never done before, but there's a first for everything. There is a first for everything. And <laughs> even like, you know, just bringing it back to conscious as well. There's a first for everything. You know, sometimes you're going to have to jump in your mosh for the first time, which, you know, I, I jump in the first time. And now you, anytime I go to a show, I'm like, if there's not one, I kind of get mad or crowd surfing. I never done that. I was crowd surfing. Yep. Have you ever done that? I assume you, I would assume yes, because of how yeah, many shows that, you've been So to. like, now it's like, I'm making a tradition. So every time, so, um, incarceration louder than life after shock, every time I did a post on Instagram and at the end, you see like three different videos of me crossing <laughs> to the point. Um, I met a couple people that recognized me from TikTok and I, I was so happy I got to hang out with them at a couple shows and they're like, all right, Eric, like I need to see you crowd surf because you do it all the time. Like I need to like see this in front of me. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, all right, send me up. 
Yeah, I'm like, all right, lift me up. Help me out here. <laughs> I've only done it twice. And I'm like, you know what? I probably won't do it again due to the fact that no one wants to actually pick me up. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. I become more the guy that's just like, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to throw people as much as possible to also carry people from one end of the pit to the other. If people like send them to the pit, we're like, OK, stop. OK, carry, carry, yeah. carry. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. When I was at Aftershock, this was so strange. Like, I'm so used to how the normal flow of crowd surfing is, you know. So it was Gojira. Silvera came out. I was like, all right, it's my time to go. Like, this is my time. <laughs> so I asked these older guys. I'm like, oh, can you lift me up? And I'll, I'll demonstrate, like, with my hands. Like, people are listening. If they're listening, like, they wouldn't see this. But, like, they lifted me up by my legs and put me, like, straight up in the air. And then just, like, dropped me. I'm like, this is not what I was asking for. <laughs> like, you're like I always stand backwards. Like, my back towards the stage so they can, like, pick me up by my back. And, like, I go backwards. They lifted me straight in the air. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this information. Like, this is not getting me very far. You're supposed to. You're you're supposed to stand there on top of the crowd and get wave and go and Be like, hey, how you guys doing? Like, all my back here. It was so strange. And then this guy was like, "You gotta grab her back." (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on, this is crowd surfing. They kind of got it. But then when I was crowd surfing, like again, people like grabbed me to the point where I was sitting straight up in the air i'm like this is not correct <laughs> like get me out of here it's like no what are you guys this doing so weird you know he's got he's gotta you know go to all the midwest festivals we know what we're doing when it comes to crowd surfing just it was so yeah oh. no incarceration especially louder than life they were awesome with the crowd surfers um i'm sure people in california are fine with it, it easily could have just been the crowd i was in or like the certain people i asked very much yeah. could have been the way but even then, like, they were dropping people left and right. I'm like, man. <laughs> oh, you should have seen we had to deal with for a day to remember when it was here in Milwaukee. Because it was, they did, uh, I think it was, what song was it? I think it was during Mind Reader when they were now doing the crowd surfing, the crowd surfer. Yeah. And the amount of people that were being sent was utterly ridiculous to the point where we literally closed the pit so that we could take care of all the crowd surfers. Yeah. At one point, there was uh, someone, she was maybe about, you know, maybe like, she was rather small, but all of a sudden like we were trying to send her forward but we had so many people in front of us like it was like we had to hold her and wait and i'm literally holding her the whole entire time like you know waiting like, just yeah. waiting and I'm, and all of a sudden like my face is looking like you know like like i'm in a little bit of pain she's like are you okay i'm like yeah my finger's like oh you're the broken finger guy yep like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> she's like she's like oh you can let me down i'm like no no we're doing this <laughs> like, i'm not giving this up I love that. all of a sudden she gets a we get a little bit of like space for us so i just like throw her up i'm like ah, let's hope for the best right as i do that all of a sudden i turn around i get hit in the head with somebody's like butt i'm just like oh come on why oh that's the worst i hate like when you know how like sometimes like people like absolutely throw a crowd surfer when you're the person that's be- that the crowd surfer is being thrown at it is not fun when all of a sudden, boom, you get hit in the head with like a crowd surfer. You're like, wow. I've been hit in the head with a crowd surfer's but I've gotten a black eye from a crowd surfer's combat boo while I was holding two people up, one with one hand, with the other hand, they came flying. I'm just like, shit. Oh my God. And I'm still holding up. That was, yeah, that when I got hit in the head, that was at Riot Fest. Another Chicago right. festival. Well, I, I'll be there next year. Misfits and MCR. 
That's right. MCR is able to. I tried. I tried getting the ticket for Saturday this year when all of a sudden it was like a couple days in front, like Faith No More dropped down. They're like, oh, we're going to add Rise Against. I'm just like, yep. someone get me down and like, there. Slipknot. Uh, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I couldn't, I, I I, couldn't, I was trying to trade my ticket that I had in Milwaukee as well for it to kind of like sweeten the pot, but uh, couldn't get a good price on it. And the trade value was, someone didn't want the trade value. And my ticket was for Shinedown. I'm like, uh, this ain't the oh, worst thing in the world. Not. Come on. Yeah. Oh, Shinedown's awesome, too. I saw them um, in Iowa this summer. I believe it was this summer. They're awesome. I saw them at the at the rave, and I'm like, you know what? I, the crowd just wasn't as good as it could have been. So I'm like, you know what? They'll be, they'll be back in Madison, Wisconsin in February, so let's do it again. You're like, all right. No, they're, they're one of those bands, honestly, that sounds exactly like they do when you listen to them on Spotify. And I appreciate when bands are like that so much. Like, they just sound identical. That just goes to show how truly talented they are. Oh, absolutely. And because uh, I, I know you when you brought up Breaking Benjamin with Ben, you know, waving you like, hey, how's it going? Oh, my God. Like, the one that I always bring up for that is Breaking Benjamin. And the reason I bring it up is because the first time I saw them, it was, they did an acoustic set. I didn't even know it was an acoustic set they were doing. So it was a full acoustic set. And I'm like, they still sound just as good. Yeah. Like, yeah, this this is legit. Like, this is straight yeah. up awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember um when Brent Smith and um Zach Myers when they did that like Smith and Myers show. Like, I don't know if you remember that. They were at the Forge. That was beautiful. Shit. The Forge keeps getting all these good bands. I gotta I end know. up getting down to <laughs> I'll be there um in a couple weeks for a Treyu and Crown the Empire. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Because I, I actually saw that. I got to, you know, I got to look that up because I can't remember what day it was, but I remember it was, I think it, I can't, God, it was close to something that I wrote. December 2nd. It was on the 2nd? <laughs> I think it's December 2nd. Well, then fuck, I should actually go to that show and be, because Yeah, you should. <laughs> for, the, for the sole purpose of, I don't even care that's a, that's a Thursday, it's because it's my birthday that day. I'm like, I want to go see a show on my birthday. That's the old, that'd be the perfect one oh to go to. Oh my God, you should. That or um, Chelsea Grin with um, Brand of Sacrifice and Kingdom of Giants. Oh. Yeah, oh both of those tours are going to be like at the same time. And they're yeah, going to be yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah, because that Brand of Sacrifice uh, one is uh, on, uh, they're in Madison the day before. Uh, on yep. December 1st. So I'm just like, yep. I could literally die for yep. my birthday. And then I'll be at the Belvedere show, like in Belvedere, Illinois. Then like the following day on the third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to show up to one of these at least. Yeah, you should. <laughs> just, it just, it's like, why are you here for the birthday throwdown? That's the sole purpose yep. I'm here. Honestly, what, that's like the best way to spend your birthday though. Like I can't imagine a better way to spend your birthday is going than going to a show. All right, fuck it. It is it is gonna be settled. I will either be at the forge on my birthday or in Belvedere on the day after because I know it's a little bit closer to where I live and it's on a Friday. But you know, the forge on my on a on a Thursday. And if it's my I I, I kinda wanna just say yes and be like, you know yeah. what? Fuck it. Let's and do it. And I have a suggestion for you. Next time you go to the forge, um, so in Joliet, there's this donut place that's open 24 hours. It's called Home Cut Donuts, and it's so good and again it's open 24 hours so like after you go you can like go get donuts and it's like right down the street it's like i'm always really hungry and really thirsty after a show, after a show so like, yeah you're like 
all right, Taco Bell. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, I always pack a cooler and put it in my car. If it's like, if it's a show that's not in Milwaukee, it's like, I'm going to need me some like peanut butter sandwiches. I'm going to need me some, some Cliff Bars. I'm going to need me a so bunch smart. of Gatorade. Like I'm oh set. My God. Cliff Bars are my diet when I go to festivals. I just stock up on Cliff Bars. That is my diet. That and alcohol. What a nutritious diet to have! <laughs> hey, hey, you're get, hey, you're getting all your, uh, you're getting all your nutritional value from a rolled oat, uh, Cliff Bar, and you're killing off any bacteria with alcohol. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's not a bad diet. I'm not gonna lie. Getting plenty of carbs, plenty of carbs, <laughs> and, you're gonna, and you're gonna be at shows the whole entire day, so you're gonna burn yeah. those off right away. It's not gonna matter. Right. And like, you're so, I feel like your mind is so busy and distracted. So I was like, I don't know, for me, I, I forget like food is a thing. I'm like, oh yeah. Like that's like a survival thing. Like I forget. I never forget water is a thing, but I always do forget food is a thing. Cause at uh, Blue Ridge, yeah. I think it was, God, I think it was both Friday and Sunday. I, when I walked in the festival, by the time I walked, when, from when I walked in and when I walked out, I had eaten nothing. I was there for like 10 hours. Just like, oh. every <laughs> step of the way. But, yeah. dr- but water, I'm just like, drink Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, yeah, I have a pit or something. You're like, oh, I need, I need some water. <laughs> that was after every single set. I'm like, okay, let's get me, let's refill up this collapsed water bottle that I brought, even though like yeah. it was a full water bottle at one point. Now it holds like one not. fourth <laughs> of what, or like three fourths of what it did because it's all collapsed. But uh, yeah, this will do. All of a sudden yeah. get to drink water, get back in. All of a sudden the pit forms. I'm just like, I'm there. You're like, I'm here. I'm good now. Like, and just need a little break? I'm good. Water break? I'm good now. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'll I'll put it this way. As I much I think as I'm a festival pro, you definitely have me beaten every single aspect <laughs> of how to- It's how, a matter how to, of like six weeks. <laughs> I feel the, like I'm a festival pro now. There is there is one tip I always give people, though. If you're going to be in a mosh pit, not going to lie, this is a real pro tip, and I use this all the time. If you're going to wear shorts or pants, whatever it might be, doesn't hurt if they have zippers on the pockets. Ooh, Yeah. I've seen so many phones and wallets and, well, because of a date, remember, a passport <laughs> lost. No, see, I wear a fanny pack. That's the way yeah. to go. Do you have all your stuff in front of you, like secured? See, that's that's the way to go. I'm ta- well, For me, mosh pitters, pockets that have zippers on them, that's the key. Yeah. That's smart, though. That's smart. If you're not going to be in a mosh pit, ooh, the fanny pack does real uh, well. The amount of times, like, you're in the middle of a show, and some guy's, like, under your legs looking for their phone or something. I'm like, oh, my God. Or, like, their glasses or whatever yeah, or, it is. Or the amount of times I'm holding up phones and glasses and, like, wallets in the pit, just like, like whose are these? <laughs> and then all of a sudden the song starts. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this in my pocket because I want a mosh. All of a sudden the song's over. I hold it back up like, hey, buddies. <laughs> If yeah. it's a phone, I will literally click the on button so you can see like the bat, like the 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 lock screen. So it's like anyone recognize this one? Yeah. Alrighty, so Erica, as we bring this incredible podcast to a close, because we've talked about a lot of stuff from TikTok <laughs> to what you want to do in the future with music yeah. and what what you want to build TikTok into, from us just geeking out about music, like you know, a couple rock and metal fans naturally would. And on top of that, even <laughs> some natural habitat, <laughs> even some, even some full on motivation. Yeah. yeah. I always like to give whoever I have in the podcast a chance to say anything they want to say and plug whatever they want to plug, promote whatever they want to promote at the end of the episode. So Erica, the floor is yours. Take the floor. 
Uh, well, if there's anyone that's listening to this point, because I feel like we've been like an hour and a half in, like, thank you so much. Like, I like what an honor, like that you're that like interested or invested in like what we're talking about. Like, and then just in general, like I appreciate any say any kind of support that I get. Like, it honestly just like makes me tear up. Like, it's just so surreal to me, especially like listening to this podcast or even people that watch one TikTok video of mine and like scroll past or like someone like that likes my stuff enough to follow me or like like my stuff enough to follow me on Instagram or support me in any kind of way. Like I just appreciate that from the bottom of my heart, seriously, and rock on. <laughs> that is one hell of a way to put it. Now it's time for me to end this with three things I like to end the podcast with. So first okay. things first. So everyone listening up to this point, first off, thank you. But when it comes to Erica, when it comes to Moshak, I mean, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. And trust me, you're going to want to, you know, continue. You're going to want to actually either continue to follow or start to follow Erica with everything she does with Masha, with everything else. So, you know what? Go find it online. Go support her if it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, especially TikTok, especially TikTok. I'm going to say that twice for <laughs> emphasis. Emphasis. Yes, I had to put a Drake and Josh thing in there for the win. So, instead of having to search this up because... I know you guys like convenience. Again, econ major, convenience. It's such a great oh, thing. See, I love that. The, go, the ties. Go to the description of the podcast. You're going to see find Erica online. You're going to see links to whatever I can find for her so you can follow yeah. her stuff. You can, you know, interact with, with her and get to know more about rock metal music through her as well and help get that, you know, gap to of the followers so we can t- change that K at the end of the follower account into an M. Yeah, oh, M. thank you so much. M. I really appreciate <laughs> my, that. My crappy so talking to you too. This is so sick. And now time for number two. So Erica, there is always something I like to do. And it's a little more of a promise actually that I like to give to everybody I have in the podcast. I've absolutely enjoyed having on here. So when it comes to bands, it's usually the same thing. And I've done this to every guest I've ever had on. You my God, have not broken this streak whatsoever. So I'm extending this promise to you as well, but I have to modify it because, well, this is a different situation. Typically, my promise is whenever I see whatever band I have on for the first time live, my promise to them is first rounds on me. However, I feel like I have to modify this one just a little bit. So there's gonna be a couple of potentials for this. So we can do a couple of things. One, can always still do first rounds on me at a a show. That's possible. (laughs) Two, this one could be different because I know how much I like to go see live shows. I know how much I like to go see live shows. I like to be a pit go nuts. First live show is on me. That could be a possibility. Oh my gosh. On third possibility, if it's at the Forge in Joliet, Illinois, (laughs) if it's it's there after the show, we go get donuts (laughs) and donuts on me. I love this. I, lo- I will definitely have to take you up on that offer. <laughs> Please do. And if, again, if you see me show, it's like, hey, I'm taking up that offer. I might be like, yep. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. After the concert though, like not in the, not in between. Though. No, 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 <laughs> not in between, not in between because, in, because I, I know very likely during a show, if in between, you're still going to be way up front and I'm going to be in the middle, bunch of, next to a bunch of guys that are just like, you might not have cat like up in the front. <laughs> And I'll be in the middle going like, let's go. So, And if you're not injured by the end of the show. Even if I am injured by the end of the show, I'm still going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I have proven that on multiple occasions. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so that is my promise to you. And I say it as a promise because, well, I like to keep my promises and I always like to repay in my debt. So making that happen. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're very welcome. And Erica, as we end this podcast, saying goodbye. Yeah, that is definitely not how I'm ending this podcast because that is way too final to the point where got a couple ideas. One, next year around this time, let's do this again. Let's have you back on the podcast and we'll see how you continue to grow with Moshtag and see where <laughs> and see where you've gone from here, especially with your ambition to do something more in rock and metal and hear some of the other crazy stories that you might have. Also because, well, I have to make good on that promise as well. So I'm going to make it happen one way or another. So that's going to actually come with me, you know, having to see you face to face. So saying goodbye that seems way too final that seems like you know that's it yeah, that's the end no it's not the end so erica <laughs> i'm gonna end it with how i always end these podcasts see you later see you later <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa folks that's my interview with erica of mashak on tiktok please remember to go to the description of the podcast to find the find erica online section and follow and subscribe to whatever social media platforms she is on specifically the tiktok one though Yes, you guys know I'm, for me personally, not that big a TikTok, but I am going to push this Mosh Talks up and Erica stuff heavily. Why am I going to do that? For a very simple reason. That simple reason is this. Talking with her, she is one of the most incredible, genuine people I think we've ever had in the podcast. Just the energy, the happiness that music ends up bringing her and what she wants to do in life and the fact that she is working towards it and doing it just keeps rolling on and on and on. And it's something that's going to end up not only helping her and not only, but helping out this with the podcast as well, because, you know, if she's on the podcast, I hope she's a friend now. I mean, that's the way it seems. But more importantly, it helps rock and metal grow. Let's keep this up. Let's keep this going. Because again, a lot of the kids are on TikTok. So you want to get that next generation to rock and metal. Boom. Let's help support Erica because her platform is helping make that happen. So again, follow her wherever her social medias are. Links description. We will make sure you are able to do that. On top of that, please follow us. You know, Core Progression Podcast. Yes, all our socials when it comes to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are MSOTD Rocks, but that will be changing at the beginning of 2022 where that will just be Core Progression Podcast because this is going to be our main focus. So yeah, uh, YouTube's already Core Progression Podcast. Uh, all the links are going to be there as well. So subscribe. Follow, like, share with your friends, whatever it might be. Uh, and also remember, thank you, sponsor, Phoenix Fitness, 15% off at uh, fnxfit.com. Use code MSOTD at checkout. So I want to thank Erica for being on the podcast. Once again, thank you very much. Again, remember to go follow her, especially on TikTok, so we can turn that K on the side of the followers into an M by this time next year. So on that note, that is going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast brought to you by MSOTD Rocks for Rock and Metal Thrive. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. So the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya!